This adventure starts in the pages of a book. The book is called Our World and the Others, one of 12 books that make up a children's encyclopedia that was written in the 1920s. One day I was flicking through the book and a picture caught my eye. It looks like a cloud amongst the stars, long and thin like a cigar, with a bright centre and wispy arms swirling around it in a sort of spiral. I recognised the picture, but it was the caption that really hooked me in. One of the most wonderful sights the eye can look upon, the nebula in Andromeda. It's true that you can just about see the swirling cloud with the naked eye if you know where to look. I've seen it myself. But the reality of it is even more wonderful than the book describes. A nebula is a cloud of gas and dust floating in space, and pretty small by astronomical standards. But the great swirling cloud in the picture isn't a nebula. It's a galaxy, hundreds of thousands of light years away, and made up of billions of stars. Even though it's so far away, it's our closest neighbour in space, the Andromeda Galaxy. So why does the book call it a nebula? In finding out, I fell down a rabbit hole of curiosity. And before long, I found myself in 1920s America, where astronomers were hashing out a question that would shake up the universe as we knew it. Is the Milky Way the only galaxy out there? Or are there others? Let's start off by thinking about what we mean by the word galaxy. Weirdly enough, the word itself pretty much just means Milky Way, which is roughly the English translation of the Greek phrase Galaxias Kyklos. This isn't that surprising when you realise that up until the 1920s, we only knew about one galaxy, our own. In fact, you could say that the astronomical meaning of the word galaxy evolved from what we learned about the Milky Way. To the naked eye, the Milky Way just looks like a big celestial cloud. And it wasn't until the 1600s that the newly invented telescope showed that the Milky Way was actually made of stars. Eventually, we came to understand that the Milky Way is a system of stars held together by gravity. And that became the definition of a galaxy. Anyway, let's head back to the 1920s, when we only knew for sure that there was one galaxy, the Milky Way. Many people over the years had suggested that there might be other galaxies, but no one really had enough proof to say for sure. The debate partly rested on the true nature of objects like the swirling clouds of Andromeda, which at the time was called a spiral nebula. Everyone more or less agreed that spiral nebulae weren't really part of the Milky Way, but they disagreed on what they actually were. Some argued that spiral nebulae were much smaller than the Milky Way, and that they were probably made of gas or dust, like the nebula that we see in our own galaxy. Others argued that they only looked small because they were very far away, and that they were actually systems of stars held together by gravity, just like the Milky Way. One big problem in solving the debate was that nobody really knew how big the Milky Way itself was. You can't really say whether or not something is like the Milky Way if you don't know what the Milky Way itself is like. One side said that the Milky Way was 30,000 light years across, and the other said that it was 300,000 light years across. With one side saying that it was 10 times bigger than the other, no wonder they disagreed on how Andromeda compared. So, how do you measure a galaxy? There's lots of different ways to measure distance in space, but let's focus on one. 
If you've ever taken a look at the night sky, you'll probably notice that some stars are bright and others are dim. You might assume at first that the dim stars are far away and the bright ones are closer. This seems like a great way to measure distance, until you realise that some stars are much bigger and brighter than others. There are stars in our galaxy that make the sun look like a pinhead. So looking at a bright star and a dim star is really a bit like looking at a dot next to an elephant and not knowing if it's an ant or just another elephant that's really far away. So usually how bright a star is doesn't tell us much about how far away it is. But in 1913, an astronomer at Harvard College Observatory called Henrietta Swan Leavitt noticed something strange about a type of star called a Cepheid variable. These stars are called variable because they pulse, getting brighter, then dimmer, over and over again. Levitt noticed that the brighter a star was, the slower it pulsed. With a bit of calibration work by other astronomers, that meant that you could work out how bright a star really was, no matter how far away it was. This is super helpful for astronomers, because then you can use Cepheid variables a bit like a cosmic ruler to work out how far away things in space really are. If you find a Cepheid variable, you can measure how bright it looks and work out how bright it really is. Then you can compare the two brightnesses to estimate how far away it is. The dimmer it looks compared to how bright it actually is, the further away it must be. It's like finding a way to measure the true size of the dot next to your elephant and finding out that it's three metres tall. So it must be really far away, instead of just really small. Let's fast forward now to 1925 and leap 3,000 miles across America, from Harvard in Boston to Mount Wilson in Los Angeles, where an astronomer called Edwin Hubble was using a very powerful telescope to look at the Andromeda Nebula. This telescope was so powerful that he could see that some of the cloudy swirls in Andromeda weren't actually cloudy, they were made of lots of individual stars. Even better, some of these stars were Cepheid variable stars, so he could use them to measure how far away Andromeda really was. The figure that he got was around 930,000 light years, which placed Andromeda well outside of our galaxy. Add in the fact that he saw that it was made of stars and not swirls of gas, and it's pretty convincing that Andromeda is a galaxy far, far away. In fact, now we know that Andromeda is even further away than Hubble thought it was. Our current estimates put it at 2.5 million light years away from our own galaxy. A fitting end to this story is the legacy that is left behind. You've probably heard of Edwin Hubble because of the telescope that was named after him, the Hubble Space Telescope. This instrument was barely imaginable in the 1920s, when the space age was a distant dream. In 1995, the Hubble Space Telescope took an amazing photograph called the Hubble Deep Field, which penetrated the depths of space further than ever before. To capture this photo, astronomers had to point the telescope at a tiny patch of sky that seemed completely empty for 10 whole days. At the end, the picture that they got revealed that in just that tiny patch of sky, there were thousands of distant galaxies. In just 75 years, from the 1920s to 1995, we went from thinking that we were the only galaxy in town, 
to being just one of billions, part of a universe vaster than we could have imagined. That might make you feel small, but to me, it just shows how far our curiosity can take us. Who knows what we'll discover in the next 75 years?